Starting a business is tough. Every new difficulty is a challenge for entrepreneurs. After the stable period, the company may constantly run into trouble due to new situations and challenges. So, what should the founder do when the company has lost its direction? For example, when a company is in danger, the first issue it needs to deal with is replacing the CEO. This requires you to pick a suitable successor carefully. What is certain is that candidates from within the company are better than the ones from outside it. If you want to narrow it down further, then you can divide these candidates into two types. The first type has a clear goal and knows what to do, which we will call the ones. The other type can get the company to do what the ones want, which we will call the twos. The ones have outstanding strategical perspective and are fond of making decisions, but are not good with managerial details. The twos will consistently move towards the fulfillment of that goal, but cannot make decisions. So, the best way to run an organization is to put the ones in charge and have a team of twos reporting to them. But what if you do it the other way around? Here is an example, Microsoft did this in 2000 when they replaced Bill Gates a prototypical one with Steve Ballmer, literally his number two. During his 14-year time in office, due to the lack of crucial decision-making, Microsoft did not transition from software to hardware in time. The board of Microsoft was very angry at him. They interrupted his speeches in board meetings and criticized him for his slow actions. Now, you may want to ask, but how should I evaluate correctly whether someone is suitable for the role of successor? You should evaluate them using three criteria. First, you need to see whether the CEO is competent. For example, can they construct a vision and the strategy to achieve it? Can the CEO make the right call quickly? In fact, no CEO has abundant time to do research when making a decision. A study of Harvard Business School showed that at the time of any given decision, CEOs will generally have less than 10% of the typically required information. Second, you need to see whether the CEO can make the company do what they wish. A great leader must have the capability of being followed. The employees will follow him willingly and contribute to the company under his leadership. The attitude and behavior of the employees is directly related to the actualization of the company's vision. Finally, you need to evaluate the performance of the CEO. Of course in order to achieve this, correct goals need to be made. CEOs who excel at board management can as succeed by setting objectives artificially low. For example, one predicts that he can make a $2 million sale, but because he fears that he's not going to accomplish it, he sets his goal at $150 million. Sometimes CEOs are too confident and set a goal that is way too high, which leads to them failing to accomplish it. The first task in accurately measuring results is setting objectives correctly. Besides picking and evaluating CEOs correctly, as an entrepreneur, you need to scale back the company when appropriate. This is because as the size of the company grows, many things that were originally easy will become difficult. This means that you need to adjust the size of the company. So, how should we do that specifically? First, you need to practice specialization. In the early stages of a company's development, an engineer is usually responsible for both programming and testing. As the company grows, it becomes increasingly difficult for an employee to play multiple roles. At this point you need to start specialization. For example, you need to dedicate people and teams to more specific tasks, such as software development and software testing. Second, you need to practice organizational design. 
An organizational design is like constructing a network, which determines how the company interacts with the external world. If this network is too heavy, it will make the company run slowly. Thus, an efficient organizational design is needed. Third, you need to design the workflow. The workflow can be seen as a well-equipped communication van, which secures the unimpeded distribution of information. If your company already has thousands of people, the distribution of information is never easy, especially when it involves multiple departments. At this point, you need to redesign the workflow. In the process, you need to consider the output and the evaluation standards of the fulfillment of goals at different stages. You also need to introduce a system of accountability which designates who is in charge of the workflow. In summary, in terms of expanding the size of the company, every entrepreneur should be aware of how fast the company is growing and be wary of it. In doing this, he can avoid counterproductive results due to acting too quickly.